Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, January 15th, 2021, and the Red Wings are 0-1. This is not a very good hockey team. They lose 3-0 to the Carolina Hurricanes, get outshot 43-14. I don't know what we expected. It certainly wasn't that, uh, but we still had a lot of fun. So let's let's talk about the game and the buildup and, and all that shenanigans. I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi. We've got longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith and former Kidney Stone survivor here with us today. As always, Ethan. Hi. Uh, and the Fishman. What's going on? Brian is in the studio with us while we are recording. Welcome, producer Brian. Happy, happy Red Wings uh, day. <laughs> the opening day. It would have been a happy Red Wings opening day if they had if they had actually showed up. But you know, we'll get into that. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so we got like a couple takeaways for you guys. I think though, I mentioned the way we're going to do this is uh, we're going to kind of break it down like three takeaways. Um, so we'll get to that in just a second, but I wanted to also introduce a new segment because chances are a lot of these post-game recaps are going to be losses. Uh, so Ethan and I would like to bring you uh, a new, a new recurring segment to kick off each post-game podcast is it gonna it be is, recurring it is the post game uh poem of sadness so if you guys will indulge us for a little bit uh we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to it it's gonna do every other line yeah all right uh <clears throat> they dropped the puck it's time to go game one of 56 don't know what we expected but it certainly wasn't this they can't shoot they can't score can't cover their opponent anymore than they did in 1920 but sam gagne threw with dougie merrill was really funny thank god they are no longer paying jimmy howard money grace was solid back in the cage (laughs) mantha looked like his number was his age that was really mean it was still a lot of fun (laughs) but the red wings are now 0-1 all right, we're going to workshop that. That was pathetic. Uh, next time we'll have music, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to work on it. I think, I think the poem of sadness, I, I don't think that the like the effort needs to be at 100. I, <laughs> I think that was a perfect... I think it does. People are tuning into this Red Wings podcast to listen to a, 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 a shot when, the, or a, when they lost 43. 40- 43 to 14. They lost 43 to 14. They yeah. got shot 43, 13, 14, whatever the heck it was. Uh, it was 14. Fabric had a shot with like a second left to make it 14. Well, there we go. Um, not a great game. No. Not a great game. I We threw out the pregame predictions before. I thought they were going to win 4-3 in overtime. I thought they were going to be fired up. I thought they were going to have their legs, try and get a win for their captain. And they looked like they had two shots on goal in the first minute of the game, but the problem was that they went the next 19 minutes only also getting two shots. So that's never a recipe for success. 
Yeah. Then the next, then, then, then the next 40 minutes, they had 10. So, I mean, God, man, that was, that was shades of last year. It was uh, player of the game though, Thomas Grice. So that we'll start there. We'll start with our old friend or our new friend. Grice gets the start over Jonathan Bernier, which I think was like a pretty surprising to a lot of people, just because of the fact that Bernier was here uh, last year through that horrible losing season. Uh, you bring the second guy in, you get told that they're pretty much going to split time 50, 50. So you think the opening night start would automatically go to the uh, goaltender who's been here and who is apparently the equal of the new goaltender, but they don't do that. They start Grice. It turns out to be a pretty solid decision um, because he was incredible out there. I mean, he was the only reason why, I mean, there was numerous chances. We posted the shots, like the shot chart uh, on our Twitter. And it's what would we count? Like 21, 21 like shots from inside in front the slot. of the net, right in yeah. the spot. I mean, not ideal. I said he was he was like just thinking about his bank account. I think he was he, one. He was thinking about the decision he made in free agency, and then I think <laughs> he made it okay with thinking about his bank account over the next three years. So it's I mean, this is what you signed up for. Hopefully, it'll get a little bit better. It is game for one. sure. Only game one, game one with a year off. It's okay. Yeah, and what did you like about? Because you made a couple comments. Uh, during the game about just the way he plays what what did you like seeing out of him tonight because I know you're talking a little bit about the way he kind of played the puck yeah a lot of times I he he's a type of goalie I mean you saw it and um I saw it at least when he was on the Islanders a lot last year's this dude's puck playing skills are phenomenal on dumpins it's like having a third defenseman back there it's he's up there in my mind along the likes of like a, a Mike Smith and a Carey Price in terms of playing the puck, it always seems like it's it's just he's really calm back there, takes his time, lets the play come to him, finds that open def- defenseman, or he's played up to. I saw him played up once this game. It's just ooh, shot attempts seventy three to thirty four. Whew, okay, sorry. Um, going back to it, it's just he looks calm. His rebound control is great. He's not overly committing, which is good because he's playing on the Red Wings this year. Um, <laughs> he, he just looks technically sound and a lot of people are worrying or at least wondering that maybe because he is playing in front of an Islanders team that is very defensively savvy that he wouldn't necessarily translate to playing in Detroit but I thought he did a masterful job today and you're already starting to see the effect of Jimmy Howard not being here and Thomas Grice uh, replacing him because they exit the first period trailing 12 to four in shots. And by last year's standards, I think a lot of people, including myself, were sitting there thinking, okay, the second period is going to start, the dam's going to break, and it's going to be four nothing before eight minutes have passed in this period. And that just never happened. And they obviously didn't get back into the game tonight. Dill Markin took a, a penalty late. And I can't remember who took a penalty right after that, uh, but that kind of put them to bed because Carolina scored on the power play. But in this game, they're pretty much in it the entire time. Grice keeps them in it. They're one shot away uh, up until the last couple of minutes when Larkin and then somebody else takes a penalty. I can't remember at this point. Uh, Nemeth, that's right, a hooking penalty. And um, that pretty much puts the game away. But Ethan had mentioned to me, uh, and we'll get to this just a little bit later when we talk about the forward groups that like, it, it was like in the second period. And he's like, if Carolina scores, like it's over, if they make it two nothing, it's over. 
And you really did feel like that. And that was a way you, you felt like that a lot of times last year too. But uh, having Thomas Grice in there, you having having a goaltender who keeps you one shot away at all times is the ultimate, ultimate X factor for this team. And I don't think it's going to lead to a ton of wins. And But don't get me wrong. This is a very, very good Carolina team. Like this, this is a team that was supposed to be light years better than the Red Wings. The Red Wings haven't played in 310 days. Um, so I just think when you factor all of those things in, I think this was definitely not the opening night that the Red Wings would have hoped, but there are some bright spots and there are some things, including the addition of Grice that uh, is definitely going to lead to some wins later on down the season. Yeah. I mean, what I know everybody in the world is going to say this, but it really did look like you're, we're, we're a team that had 310 days off. Yeah. It's, and what, how many, how many new guys are on this team? We had what a two week training camp there. And there's going to, there's, it's going to take time for people to gel together, find good lineups, good matchups and stuff. I mean, we're going off of our lines are going off of our nice little two, two and a half week training camp here. It's I know. In yeah, but I mean, the sprint, yeah, I just so don't really that. like that excuse. Cause like everybody did. You know? Yeah, I know, but it's but everybody but seven teams in the NHL also played at one point after the shutdown, the initial shutdown. Yeah. yeah. So there that that is where we didn't have anything. So I mean there's gonna there's gonna be some, you know, getting your legs back in you, but I mean we'll talk about it in a little bit, but there's a certain line of the Red Wings that didn't have any legs, any juice at all for at least also, what, half the game. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that in just a second. Cause my second takeaway is about the, uh, the top line. I just realized something though. Uh, how sad is it that there are so many, like I, I just remembered seeing this like on Twitter and actually we were going to tweet it out the lockdown Red Wings account. Go follow us. If you haven't already at LO underscore Red Wings, quick plug. Um, just the, who's going to score the first goal of the season tonight. You know, like I saw that question going around so much and then we, we just didn't get an answer. And I think that's like really funny and kind of sad. We waited 310 days for this and then, and then nobody scored. Just me, <laughs> just me being a goalie. It was like, I just like, all right, I'm like, all right, cool. At least Grice is playing good. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Uh, before we get to all that, though, I do have to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. Hopefully, you didn't listen to my advice and play some money on the Red Wings yesterday because you would have lost uh, all your money. It doesn't matter like what kind of money you placed, either puck line, money line, doesn't really matter. Uh, but the good news is the weekend is here. The weekend starts tomorrow, and that means that there's going to be, I believe, six NFL games on this weekend in addition to all of the National League hockey games that are going to be going on. So you're going to want to be throwing some money down on that as well. Getting in on the action, wetting that beak a little bit, as we say in the, uh, in the gambling biz. And there's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we trust. It's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts 
This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he is mouthing. All right, jumping back into segment two here. And before we do that, just want to take a second to say, thankfully, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, you can listen to Lockdown Bets with your boys, Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, second takeaway. We're, we're going to start with the whole offense in general, but we have to kind of move it into a specific line that just vastly, vastly uh, underperformed. And that is the top line of Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha. Larkin was bad, or, or Mantha was bad. He, he just was not good out there. He kept turning the puck over. The one thing that I, I think stood out to me the most was on that first power play of the game, first power play of the season. And he's like on the half wall and he just like kind of chips it backwards to just nobody. And it just goes right into the neutral zone. And that to me, it, he had not had a very good game up to that point. He just looked slow. He was getting, you know, out battled. And that was like kind of what put it over the edge for me. I was like, this dude is having an awful night. Larkin did not look great. He pretty much was the main reason for the first goal. He had a soft uh, backhander while he was trying to exit the zone. Sebastian Ajo knocks it down. They come back the other way. He picks up the wrong guy. Four guys uh, picked up Nino the wrong guy. Nino, yeah. Well, I mean, see, that Three play, I've, no, because all those defensemen did the right thing. It was the back checkers who should have had that third guy in and mm -hmm. had the awareness to look back and see that guy. But they didn't. Larkin didn't pick him up. Anthony Mantha wasn't back checking. I don't know where the hell Tyler Bertuzzi was. And, and so you can't really blame that on the defense kind of goes on the shoulders of Larkin. And then Bertuzzi was just a non-factor. Yeah. I'd have to like the, the bad trip on Larks too. And they're pushing yeah. towards the end there. That was another bad one. Just another penalty. You can't take, I understand that stuff happens in the game and it's easy to say, Oh, you can't, Oh, can't take that penalty. But I mean, just wasn't a good penalty to take. Um, the thing with Mantha, man, he was just floating. He was floating yeah. a lot. It was it was a couple times too, and it's like, oh my god, dude, move the puck! Oh my, there's a, there was a time where he was off sides, and we we're at like regrouping at center ice. It took a solid two seconds, and he's standing like it looked like he was standing straight up, and it's like it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a bad game for that first line. Got time to get it together, but it's it just a really bad night, a really bad night. That was the next example I was going to bring up about man, as I specifically remember, like. uh I think Carolina pinned like they entered the zone and like pinned the the puck on the boards, like maybe six feet past the blue line inside the zone. <clears throat> Anthony Mantha enters the zone. The second he crosses the blue line, stands straight up. Puck goes the other direction. He's like scrambling and he's just not in position. And it's like, dude, the, he is the Red Wings' most important player, production wise. And I just that that's a disappointing effort. Because it, it, it was effort. It was like very clearly effort and just not thinking and laziness. So uh, you, I, I have to hope that turns around. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to pin our hopes and dreams on one game. Um, but it did look like the hot and cold math that we know. And that's a bit yeah. concerning to me. Is it not? Yeah. That's, yep, that's absolutely. That was what I was thinking about it. Like, I understand this is just one game. We got a lot more. It's, mm -hmm. it's just 
a bit concerning because I mean there's even nights too where Bertuzzi was invisible and tonight he was a not a complete non-factor like you said going I another thing we could talk about is how like the rest of the lineup though it didn't well I guess you could say the forward group was it did seem like there's more depth or more chances it's not like we're not we don't have to rely on Darren Helm on a breakaway to shoot it into the goalie's chest. Like we had, we have real chances to, um, you know, I mean, Brome hits, hits the crossbar after just shoving a guy off of him behind the beautiful play. And with a great burst of speed from the, from the half wall over there. Yeah. And as well too, I did, I did notice Zadina looking like he's a, a step faster. I agree. And why, why only, uh, 14 minutes for him tonight. I mean, that, that was kind of, yeah, that's Glenn Denning had 12. He had 14. Not great. That was extremely disappointing. Um, and then, uh, okay. So that was actually my one positive takeaway for the offense outside of Phillips Adina. Like he, he, it's not that he, it's weird because he doesn't look bigger, but like he looks bigger in stature. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, he skates with his chest out now, you know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, uh, I just I feel like you could see more confidence out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then to your point about Brome in the third line, I kind of I, I had that written down too. Like, believe me, they're not going to be amongst <laughs> the average even by third lines in the league. But there's going to be nights where your third line gets you two goals, and that's what wins you the game. At, at least that's what I think. The yeah. fourth line, not so much. Franz Nielsen, get that guy out of here. Adam Ernie stuck it to me. Actually had two net front opportunities you and a crossbar. Silly. <laughs> I still don't care. I want him out of the lineup. Uh, he I would like much rather see Franz Nielsen, Franz Nielsen out of there. I just Adam Ernie so many to things. I'm just gonna one hundred percent. He does. That'd be sweet. He's gonna just, do the. Uh, uh, he's sticking it to me. White Chuck flip, flick off the camera whenever he scores. Yeah. He's gonna like take off his glove and it's gonna, gonna say lift like, Nolan. It's gonna say Nolan. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna say Nolan <laughs> on like the back of his hand and when he flips it off. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is, but he seems to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all hate that Nolan guy, right? <laughs> uh, and another problem in the offensive zone that we should probably get to is the fact, or, or not in the offensive zone, just on with the forward group in general. The zone entries and the zone exits were absolutely abysmal uh the zone exits i mean if they could clear the puck from below the goal line once it got to the hash marks there was nobody open the puck carrier would pick up his head and there'd be two hurricanes on him and the puck is staying in the zone for the next the transitions were abysmal and on the opposite side of the ice just entering the zone with any sort of control which is a bummer because like (laughs) for the first three minutes of this game they were doing that. Yeah. Like, it sounds silly to say, but like they came out and they were like looking okay. Yeah. Like I said, two shots on net in the first minute. Uh, but they, they looked like they had a little bit of jump. They, one of my first thoughts, the first couple of minutes in was this team looks a lot crisper. And then by the end it was, that was thought. Had oh, it's the same thing again. Mind. Yeah. Oh no. It's, it's like the, uh, what's the verbal meme? Uh, the, the guy, with the astronaut and he's got the gun to the other guy's head and he's like, wait, always has been. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I just fill fill that template out for me uh, oh. <laughs> circumstances of what we were talking about in your own brain um <laughs> but Tyus, we, we talked about Matthias oh no Bowman. it's the same team always has been <laughs> uh, that's this is how a lot of games are gonna go guys i don't know what to tell you it is what it is did did you have fun yeah right we're gonna we'll we'll perfect the poem yeah yeah and that'll, that'll be a nice consolation prize yeah uh, i don't know if i more like slam poetry <laughs> i i can't remember if i said this or not but detroit had uh 16 giveaways to carolinas eight too that was kind of another big part of a lot of the issues that were going on there the inability to uh i think they also doubled them up in giveaways too but that wasn't as dramatic it was like four to two or takeaways on that um but still, I mean, the offense, there's going to be a lot of nights where they get shut out. There's going to be a lot of nights, though, where you might get a goal or two out of Matthias Brome. And, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. I, one I, thing I, that, what you can take away from this is that we will have reliable goaltending, and that's great. Yeah. Thank God. Barring any unforeseen uh, aggression from Bernier, um, we will have solid goaltending, which is great. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we are going to update you guys on the rest of the week. Keep it locked in right here. You're listening to the Locked On Red Wings podcast, a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> Kicking it back into segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Before we do, though, I just got to let you guys know that if you want to get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice, get it from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Collin gives you the tips and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment three. Let's talk about the defense. Four three shots on net, but it, this defense is a lot better than last year, in my opinion. I know it's tough to say that. I know we talked about the whole 21 shots at the, at, in the slot. I know. But there was never a moment like there was last year where you're just like, oh, what is Madison Bowie doing? Like, you never said that about Mark Stahl. You never said that about Troy Stetcher. You, you never really noticed anybody who was like super awful or looked like they didn't belong in that game. And Ethan, we were talking during the game uh, and before we actually started recording about how a lot of this has to do with the offense. And I think that this is going to become a theme this season where the defense is kind of uh, run over by the, the offense's inability to a get the puck out of the zone and B sustain pressure. Yeah, like a lot of times, like when you're seeing these bad transitions, like we talked about, it's just there's no outlet pass. And when there's no outlet pass, there's people coming at your face. You're going to run around the boards. Boom, puck stays in the zone. And plus, two, when there's, you know, no offensive pressure either, there's just nothing. Like I, there's only so much tint advisor Mark Stahl can do. <laughs> I thought he had a pretty good game. Like, I. <laughs> yeah, I I said during the game, like he ha- he hasn't played bad at all. I thought he was yeah. going to be a seventh guy, but he played good. I know. I, I did not even expect him to really make the opening night lineup. Yeah, and he he showed he belonged. So good for him, I would say. And then Troy Stetcher too. I, I liked what. Uh, I, again, nothing 
too spectacular in either direction. Uh, but I thought he was pretty solid. John Merrill took the first penalty of the game, the high stick. He had a great reaction to that. Uh, looked like he, <laughs> he just did the, he like on his way to the box, he just like mimicked the guy throwing his head back. And it was so dramatic. Yeah. He is going, you uh, made the prediction that he's going to become like a fan favorite immediately. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that might already be true. As soon as he took, as soon as they introduced him and he skated on the ice, my mom was like, who, who is that? <laughs> He's a legend. Looks uh, like, he looks like he could be like an uh, Uncle Bucky or something like that. Yeah. With the mustache and the mullet. I absolutely love it. Uh, Sam Gagne. This is another note that I had. Um, it was like the first period. And Sam Gagne stick handling the puck through the zone. And he is just chopping. It's like pop, 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 pop. And then he's like, and then the puck goes into like the zone. He's like at the side of the net. And he like does that thing where you like kind of do like that jump and crossover thing to like kind of reposition yourself. And this dude's feet are moving so fast. I don't know if it was just me. I don't know if anybody saw it. I was like, this dude is playing hockey. Like he's on cocaine. And sure enough, one period later, he's chucking nuts with Dougie Hamilton. So I'm not saying, but I'm not, not saying. So. I mean, uh, I mean, team Gagne for life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. made a fan out of me. Uh, what was that stat that you just passed? Oh, wait, b- before you pass along that stat from Fox Sports Detroit, I just want to say poor Philip Ronick. This was uh, coming into the season. We're like, finally, we can, you know, just take the load off of Philip Ronick's shoulders. Uh-uh, he paid 25 minutes tonight uh, in the losing effort. So. Yeah. He also well, uh, whiffed on a one-time opportunity i believe that was a, a, a pretty good opportunity that's i mean it is what it is that's just yeah. something i remember <laughs> it's okay any anyway as we're recording we i was watching just the re, the recap on fox sports detroit is going in the background and they pull up the the game stats and in the 14 shots that we had they gave us 10 scoring opportunities i love that i didn't see i didn't i might have saw you know what was another problem though and i guess i i'm not siding with fox sports detroit because that is a ridiculous step but there were a lot of times where guys had opportunities in like in good positions with the puck and they just didn't pull the trigger so maybe that could have something to do with that i don't know maybe they put uh uh romey's post on it too because that doesn't count as a shot on that yeah maybe and and adam ernie's yeah and adam ernie's post gotta do anything to get him into that double digits go ernie go baby (laughs) go ernie um detroit red wings next game the the reason i said it like that is because i'm typing it into google i believe it's 7 30 on saturday but i just want to double check and make sure it's not seven o'clock um no it is seven o'clock on saturday okay so they play the hurricanes again on saturday it's seven o'clock and then they play the blue jackets on Monday at noon. Uh, and then they play them again the next night at, I believe seven 30. So we will be back on Monday with a recap of uh, game two of the red wing schedule. So check back Monday. We'll recap that game. We'll preview the, uh, the blue jacket series. We'll have all that for you. Rate review, subscribe. It's the only way that you can make sure when you wake up on Monday morning and every morning during the week, that the Lockdown Red Wings podcast is going to be downloaded on your phone and ready for your morning commute when you wake up in the morning. And of course, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. You can find me on there at Noel Bianchi and uh, Ethan at 
at Etham Smith, and then B Fish. It's Brian Fisher nine seven one no C and Fisher. Right? You got it. Look at that. I'm a I'm a great memory man. Uh, we'll see you back here Monday, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.